Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Amanda Man Games podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will also be in the description. So for this week, I want to kind of go over the news of Nintendo's, you know, I guess release schedule or or new release strategy for uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. So just going back, obviously Nintendo had a big blowout for the 35th anniversary for Super Mario, which is amazing. Uh, but obviously they had a bunch of new announcements and one of them was the the, the game 3D All-Stars, uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which will have Super Mario 64, Sunshine and Galaxy. From what I can tell, these are small remasters. They're not really proper remasters or remakes or anything like that. Uh, they they look up res. I'm not 100% sure. So my 64 surprisingly did not look as good. Or like I've played that game on the Nintendo DS and it looked way better on Nintendo DS. So I was a little unsure as to why it was like that. But either way, uh, there's no Super Mario, Super Mario Galaxy 2. Um, I love Galaxy 2, and I'm I don't, I'm not sure why they held off on it. Maybe they want to do another one of these at some point. Uh, but kind of going back to the main point, um, they basically said that this is going to be available September 18th, which is awesome. It's coming out really, really soon, and this was a game that all of us, a lot of us, were looking forward to. And then obviously they kind of end that with that um, it's only available until March or end of March. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird already, but... Let's say, okay, fine, that's maybe the physical one. They're kind of keeping the physical stuff limited right now, maybe because of production issues. I don't know. Whatever. I'm like, that's fine. Okay, so I can at least, you know, like people can still buy the digital edition. And then it turns out that that's a big no as well. So literally the game will be completely off of the eShop and of of course retail stores by end of March. And that kind of just brought a, a big red flag, you know, automatically as to like, what is the reason? what is the reason for this? Like, why would they even do this to begin with if they know that people love Super Mario, they love the Mario games. Um, a lot of people, have, especially when it comes to Super Mario 64 and Galaxy, they're such a huge fan base. Like, for me, Galaxy was, like, the Super Mario game that really, really got me invested into Super Mario. So I, I've played, like, the other ones, and it's not like I didn't love Super Mario at that point, of course. Like, I think, like, any child growing up playing video games, you will always be someone who really likes and enjoys Super Mario games. But of course, for me, Galaxy was the one that kind of did it all for me. And of course, then, you know, they, they kind of, for some reason, find a way that saying that, hey, we know you love this. You've been waiting for a remaster. You've been waiting for these games to be available for you uh, on the Switch. But we're only going to make it a limited time kind of an event. And you can, they, can, they can spin this around as much as they want. But it is quite, you know, anti-consumer. And this is, I won't say that this is not something that Nintendo does. Nintendo is known to kind of inflate things by, you know, making stuff hard to get kind of when it comes to putting in supply constraints or, you know, kind of fake supply constraints, I should say, in a way to make it seem that something is more popular or more in demand than it actually is. And, you know, I thought that maybe at that point they had realized that, okay, this is not good. This is anti-consumer. But then they come out, pull this off. So, you know, I started kind of looking into it. I was like, okay, like what what could the reason be? This is kind of weird. Like why is this happening to begin with? You know, and 
I, I kind of just re- did some research and of course it turns out that their fiscal year and uh, it finishes at the end of March. So I'm like, okay, there you go. That's literally why they want to give us until the end of March to purchase this game. Uh, they obviously kind of, you know, released, they released Animal Crossing early this year and it did amazing. It just did just a great job. And I think from this point on until March, they know that they do not have a very big Nintendo game coming out. So they were, they, I think at this point they had a meeting and said that, okay, we need to find a way to kind of hit these targets, hit these points, you know, so we can show, show this to our shareholders. And then of course, you know, they were like, yeah, why don't we release Super Mario 3D All-Stars, something that everyone wants, and why don't we give them until end of March? So you know that from this point on until end of March, people will, people will be doing their best to buy this game and not only buy this game, buy the physical edition of this game as well. Can you imagine like how much that could go for in a year or two? Like I'm always against all this stuff, like trying to sell all these things in the secondhand market, but you can imagine so many people are probably buying 5, 10, 15, 20 of these and trying to, try to resell them, right? But for Nintendo, it does not matter because on their end, it comes off that 20 people bought this game, even though it's one person buying the game 20 times, trying to resell it on the market for a higher price, right? And it just comes down to like what these corporate and what these companies are slowly, slowly turning into. We are basically, you know, just becoming people that they can just find different types of ways to get money from, right? It's not anything about our loyalty to the company, our loyalty to the games and to the product. At this point, it's let's find any way possible to make sure that we get as much money as we can from every single individual, right? They know that there's something that we want. And even in my case, I'm I really want Super Mario Galaxy. And even in my, I'm not even going to like hide or anything like that. I pre-ordered the physical edition for the game because I'm like, okay, like what I, I like, I have no choice. I guess I need to buy this game as soon as possible. And of course, like that's also like, you know, based on my, uh, based on what I have saved up for this month to be able to spend on gaming, stuff like that. You know, everyone has different amounts of money that they can spend on games every month. But you know, what if someone isn't able to spend that much money right now? Maybe they maybe they just lost their job. Maybe because of COVID, they don't know if they'll be working anytime soon. And you know they're just finding ways to basically support themselves, support their family. And who knows? Maybe they'll get a job in a month, two, maybe next year. But even at that point, who, who's to say that they have enough money to be able to spend on an expensive hobby like gaming, right? What about those people that have supported Nintendo, supported so Mario games for so long? What about them? And like, of course, I'm obviously. You know, like I might seem like I'm thinking like too far into it in terms of who can afford and stuff like that. But there are a lot of people like there, like I think anyone that listens to this podcast or watches my streams or watches my stuff on YouTube, I think, you know, like a lot of us really, really love gaming. A lot of us kind of invest a lot of money in gaming, but there are a lot of people that are not able to or are not as fortunate to be able to spend that much money in in gaming on a monthly basis, let alone a quarterly basis. Like there's, I know people that literally buy one game every five, six months because it's not that they don't want to spend that money, but for them, they're like, no, this is just a very expensive thing on the side. They would rather spend that money and put it in, put it in the savings or put it towards their kids' educations or put it towards other things, you know? And like, I just don't see why this is a good thing for Nintendo on a consumer level and on a, on a you know, PR or on in terms of how the company is going to be perceived on that sort of a level. Right, and I should also bring up that Super Mario 3D World, the game that came out on Nintendo Wii U, 
um, is also being remastered or uh, yeah, I think remastered is not being remade. I think I don't think anything is being remade. remade. And that also comes out in February. Uh, for that game, they didn't say anything in terms of, oh, you have only one day to buy this or whatever, right? I think for that one, they're like, yeah, you can buy this whenever you want, uh, which is kind of weird. I'm not too sure why. Uh, for that one, I guess they kind of put that in the past, but I guess they know that not many people, they, they, maybe they think that not as many people will be interested in it. Whereas in this case, they know there's so many people who grew up with Nintendo, grew up with Nintendo 64s and GameCubes and Nintendo Wii's, and they know that every, all of them will flock to buy uh, to buy this game, uh, to buy the 3D All-Stars. So, like, my thing was that, you know, if this is successful, which I'll be completely honest, it, it will be successful. Like, no matter what anyone thinks or anyone says, this will definitely be successful. And, you know, but again, let's just go back to the if thing. If this is successful, and if it does a really, really good job for Nintendo, it really brings it up, who's to say they won't do this again? Who's to say they won't do this for a Zelda remaster or like, you know, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, um, Twilight Princess, 3 combo, let's say. Who's to say they won't do the same thing for that? And who's to say we won't buy it again? <laughs> and what, for me, at that point, the worry becomes, what if at that point they go forward and other companies start looking into this? Other companies start seeing, maybe, maybe Sony sees this and says, hey, a lot of people keep asking us about, you know, the Ratchet & Clank Remaster, maybe Ratchet and Clank games, the older ones, maybe the old God of War games, Resistance games, right? What if we do the same thing? What if we just make this available for like four or five months? So this way, anyone that wants to buy it will buy it within that within that time frame. And after that, we're just gonna get rid of this game, and we don't need to worry about it or anything like that. We don't need to produce it. We don't need to do anything else at that point. All of our money has been kind of put into it. It's been made, and we'll basically make up all that money in that time frame because people have a time frame now to buy it, and this can help them prop up their um, their fiscal revenue and all that stuff for their investors, for their uh, stockholders, right? Like, who's to say this will stop them? And the thing is that with Super Mario 3D All-Stars, it's not even that it's like a remake, right? So it's still priced at a full price, $60 in, in, in US and $79.99 in Canada or $80 in, in Canada, which is basically $90 after tax. You know, like this is for a game that's just being remastered slightly, like not even right? That's like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, why do I have this pre-order? <laughs> like, you know, like, obviously, I'm, I, I know that it's like limited, which is why I'm, I don't, I don't want to cancel my pre-order, but it's, it's just crazy. And, you know, like, I, I, I would understand if they went for like more of like a cheaper price for this, but like, they literally know Nintendo knows that they're Disney. They're, Dis they're the Disney of, of gaming. They know that they can put these prices and people will pay for it because of nostalgia, because of people's love for Super Mario and all the other franchises that Nintendo has created. And like, it just comes to a point where what what can us as consumers do, right? Obviously, we would love to say that, okay, we're not going to buy this game. But the thing is, we know that a big chunk of the, of the majority of people out there will buy the game. So it will still line their pockets and this will keep happening. All that can happen is we have to vote with our wallets. And that's just in, in this situation, I just don't see that happening just because it's Nintendo. Right, Nintendo, uh, the Wii U was such a specific thing that happened like that. I would never have, have imagined happening to Nintendo, where you know it just didn't do well at all. But at this point, the way Switch is, and the market power Switch has, and the mainstream appeal the Switch has, is just so hard to see Nintendo ever fall down from that perch. It's just hard to see them ever fail from that point on. 
right? And I'm just more, I'm just getting more and more worried that, you know, this is going to be employed by not only Nintendo, by other companies. And, you know, this is something that's going to, that's going to affect us as gamers more and more into the future. It's going to make us more worried about, okay, if this game is going to come out and I have three months to buy this game and I'm going to get my paycheck on, on this month, but I need to pay for this thing. I need, I have, I'm going to get this paycheck the next month and I need to pay for my student loans. I'm going to get this paycheck and I need to pay for my mortgage. Like, you know, it just, it just puts you under pressure, under a specific kind of pressure that you shouldn't be under, you know? Like if there's something that you want to buy and it's there, you can save up to it over time. You can work towards it over time and you can buy it over time and it's on sale. In this case, you have no choice and no chance. And I doubt they will even put this game on sale. Like Nintendo games rarely go on sale. So don't even expect until March that it's going to be in sale at all. Like not even like a single bit in between that entire time. Right. So I don't know. I'm, I, it's, I would, it's like, they're not only asking us full price for this, for something that's like a remaster of these old games that are not like really proper remasters. They're also like limiting us until March, knowing that we will, well, like we will buy these games and like giving us a time frame. And that's just very, very anti-consumer. And I'm just surprised that this has kind of come to this, that all these companies are finding ways to monetize games, right? We see that with Fortnite and all that stuff. And, you know, some people are doing a good job. Some people are not doing a good job, as we saw with stuff like Anthem or Fallout 76. And the problem comes down to what, what, what can us as consumers do? Because there is going to be a tipping point where, you know, buying games will just not give you the right value anymore. You know, you can buy a game for uh, $70, $80 or whatever, but it's just not going to be the same value because that game is going to last you for a certain amount of time. And then they'll be like, oh, you want more? Here you go. You got to pay for this. You got to pay for that. You got to pay for this. You got to pay for that. And it's not even that like the season passes and the monthly subscriptions and all that stuff is reasonable, right? For what you get as well. Those prices, as we've seen with Avengers, the skins are like 10 or $50 for your character. It's like, are you like, what? For a skin? Like, come on. Like, how does that even make sense? Or like, fine, maybe it's that much, but let me at least achieve it or let me at least unlock it somehow at the same time, right? This is what it's coming to now. And like, I, I was thinking about like what they could do. Maybe in March, they do, you know, they release, they finish it. And then they say a month or two later, we're going to release these games individually, right? And individually, these games might be more expensive, let's say like $30 uh, or something. But again, that still comes down to why would you price this $30? Like, again, this isn't the Nintendo tax. It's just because it's Nintendo games. You're like, okay, I guess it's higher price. But what about all the people that you force until March to buy these games so quickly? What about them? And then you're like, oh yeah, by the way, all these games are available uh, normally as well. It's like, wait, I rushed to do this. I rushed to save all, all this money. I rushed to do this or whatever. And now you're telling me that this was going to be available all this time either way? Like... You know, that would also just come off extremely wrong. So I don't know what Nintendo's end game is with this. I don't know what they're actually planning to do and how in any way this could be a good thing in the end of the day. Obviously for them, it's a good thing because for them fiscally and everything like that, it will do a great, great job. They'll prop up their the, the amount of revenue they made. They'll, they'll prop it all up and all the shareholders and stakeholders and investors will be like extremely happy. They're like, look at the amount of um, games that, that have been sold, even though they have no big game. And I know that the Hyrule Warriors game uh, just got announced as well, Age of Calamity, which is kind of attached to Breath of the Wild, but it's not really Breath of the Wild. It's kind of set a hundred years in the past, but it's kind of those Dynasty Warriors type of a game. And that's coming up. But I think they knew this is th that that game, Hyrule Warriors is basically their big fall game. So they're like, 
We have nothing. We have nothing to compete with the new consoles and all that hype that they have that they were like, we need to find a way to actually generate a lot of income around this time. And this is what they came up with. So I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't agree with this. I don't agree what's happening. And I'm, for me, it's more about more worry than anything because uh, I, I think this was my worry when it comes to um, games that are using a lot of microtransactions and finding ways to monetize every little thing possible in a game. Uh, this is the, kind of the same concerns I brought up with Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad earlier where I was worried or I'm still worried that in the end it's going to just turn into, you know, like a bloated open world game with just numbers popping everywhere, which I know I you can turn off. I know I saw the developer interviews and stuff like that. You can turn off uh, and everything, turn off all that stuff and everything, but it's going to come down to, okay, here, uh, there's a season pass. Oh, there's a battle pass. Oh, you can get this skin for that person. You can get this skin. Oh, you can do multiplayer. So here's a raid that you can just do over and over again for gear that does not really matter to you anymore. You know, like, I, I, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't like where so many of these companies and, and the mindsets are going. And it just worries me for the future of just games in general, right? Obviously on that somber note or on that really frustrated note, I, uh, I, I didn't want to kind of go over some of the games that are coming out at the end of 2020 and what you should be on the lookout for and what I'm going to be on the lookout for. So of course, like if there's some games that I miss, let me know. If there's some games that you're excited for, let me know as well. Like write down below or message me, all that stuff will be, I'll, I'll kind of go over that at the end as well. So looking at September, of course, we've already kind of started. This is kind of when all the games start popping out. Uh, Marvel Avengers, I think that's doing really well right now. Uh, Review-wise, I haven't really started the game yet, but I can already see why it's getting sixes and sevens. From what I'm reading, that was my main concern when I played the beta. So it's nothing has been really taken away from that at all. Um, and I can only hope that they go up from here. Custom to Destiny, I only hope that they make it better. They add more stuff. They remove all the glitches and they make they just give you something that's you know more fun to play. I think a lot of people have the same issues that it's very repetitive and it's it's understandable. You know, we've done that, we've already played we've seen this gameplay already in so many other games. It's like, okay, like come on, you're using the Avengers name, like you can do so much with this. You can do so much with this, but I'm obviously gonna hold off like all my judgments until I myself have fully played the game and hopefully have played with a couple of friends uh, as well. Of course, Tony Hawk remake amazing i've been playing that i love that game it is that's the way to do a remake and not only that nintendo is priced in canada at least 59.99 so i'm assuming that's like 40 usd right that that's how you do a remake nintendo <laughs> that's how you do a remake right that's a proper remake lots of stuff amazing music everything that i wanted in terms of my, my nostalgia coming back and just so well done and like, you know, this is, I just wish Nintendo took a, a, a note from this or something, but yeah, Nintendo will do what the Nintendo wants, right? Um, of course, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, we already kind of talked about that. All the Super Mario 64, Sunshine and Galaxy games, all in one, coming out, I think, in a, in a week or so. Um, of course, Mafia Remake, I was kind of interested in this as well, because I've never played the first Mafia, and this is also coming out this month. And I'm kind of excited about this one, mainly because it is, again, a proper remake. They made it, pro like, they made it, well, properly fleshed out from the ground up. It looks really good. It's 4K and all that, if you have all that, you know, and I, I think like a lot of people kind of talk about how Mafia, the first Mafia was their favorite Mafia games in terms of the story and the atmosphere and everything like that. And, you know, like Mafia 2, Mafia 3 did well, but obviously didn't really hold up as much uh, to Mafia, I guess, in terms of story. So I'm kind of excited to get into this. I've been really looking forward to this. So hopefully I get a chance to check that out. Um, of course, it's Kingdoms, Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. This was a game that a lot of people loved. I remember playing it a bit, but I never really played it too much. 
but this is also a big game that came out. A lot of people were looking forward to this. Unfortunately, it's just a straight up remaster. And reviews wise as well, people are just saying, yeah, like it's just a remaster. It uh, doesn't necessarily look amazing. It looks good enough, but I don't know how well it holds up today, right? Because of so many only so, so many other amazing RPG games and action adventure games that we've already had up to this point. So I don't know how well this will hold up, but I, I will definitely give it a shot. And Serious Sam 4, I wanted to put this in because I loved Serious Sam when I was growing up. I used to play that like, quite a bit and I did not realize it was actually a prop, uh, like a, a, a popular game. I thought like it was just a game that I found and it was crazy and fun and it kind of reminded me of Doom and Quake. And like, I thought I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. This is just like a game that I kind of enjoy. And then obviously finding out that it obviously had so many sequels and people actually like really look forward to this. So I'm kind of excited for this. I'm surprised that not many people are talking about this, but that, that's kind of just going back to what I was saying. It always feels like not many people want to, are, are like really talking about this. Um, going into October, one of the big games of, of course, every year, FIFA 21. It's just FIFA 20, but I guess prettier with more, uh, better like roster or like updated roster. I guess that's about it. Um, Star Wars Squadrons. This looks really cool. Uh, they kind of, it, it, I, I like that they priced it cheaper as well because it's, it's all just, um, what, like, what, what do you call it? Like the dogfighting or like, you know, space dogfighting. And it, it has a cool story from what I can tell just from the trailers and everything. It looks fun. It has multiplayer and stuff like that. I, I will definitely give this a shot. I was surprised. I, I love anything Star Wars related, but I was a little surprised about this and it definitely gets me interested to see what this game can do because that was one thing that people loved in the Battlefront games was the space battles and stuff like that. So I'm kind of excited about this. Crash 4. I'm surprised that they're making, making a four, uh, Crash 4 and kind of pretending that all the other Crash games don't exist anymore. But it's pretty cool. Like, I, I love what they did with the Crash trilogy. And I think this is them realizing that, okay, the trilogy did really well. The, the Crash Team Racing did really well. So it's kind of like, okay, you know what? Let's try Crash 4. And if this does well, I think we can officially say that 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 franchise has basically been revitalized. It's been, it's been given another breath of life, you know, and it's coming out again. So it, this could be really great. Um, it looks fun. It looks like Crash. So I'm kind of excited to try this out. But of course, there's so many other games that I want to play before that. But not uh, again, not, not that I'm not going to play this. I do want to play it at some point. Of course, there's Dark Pictures, Lil Hope. Um, if you like, if you like supermassive games, Until Dawn, and, and played Man of Medan, which in my opinion was not that good. It, nothing compared to Until Dawn. Uh, this is their the sequel called Lil Hope. I hope this is a lot. I hope <laughs> I hope this is a lot better than uh, than Man of Medan, mainly because it, Man of Medan was not that scary. I don't know. I it just didn't enjoy it as much as Until Dawn, and it just uh, in my opinion it just didn't hold up to Until Dawn. It just didn't have the same kind of appeal. But, you know, like, let's see. I, I don't want to just make a judgment just based off, based off of that. Maybe that was the story for that specific game. Maybe this story is a little bit different. So we'll see what what can happen. Um, World of Warcraft expansion, Shadowlands. I, I haven't, I don't really play World of Warcraft, but I know for people who do, the expansions obviously mean a lot. And, you know, it's a lot of time that you can invest in this game with a new expansion. So hopefully that should be good and, and should satisfy everyone that plays World of Warcraft. Obviously, I think, in my opinion, the big game that's coming out in October, Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, this game, I think a lot uh, has been uh, has been in the waiting and it's been kind of building up for quite a while. A lot of people were excited for Watch Dogs and Watch Dogs Legion obviously does something new, does something interesting, but in my opinion, kind of falls into that Ubisoft trap where all the Ubisoft games just kind of merged into one and every game just looks and feels the same, just with a different skin on top. 
And that was just, that's just my opinion. Again, like, obviously, I'm not going to say, like, you know, don't like Watch Dogs Legion or Assassin's Creed or whatever. But um, since Assassin's Creed Origins, all that's what I've kind of been noticing. So, like, I, I, I don't know if I will jump into this game just yet, just because, I don't know, in my opinion, I, I, it's, just, it's just the same thing over and over again. It's not necessarily the same thing in terms of the game, but, like, the gameplay or um, the, the way it looks, the way it feels, all that is just the same, right? And this kind of goes back into November, and a big game that's coming out in November is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And, again, that's the same thing of like, okay, I've already played Origins and Odyssey and I've put like 30, 30 hours in Odyssey, but then I just decided I'm, I'm not playing Odyssey anymore. I just I just realized I wasn't having fun and I was kind of forcing myself to like play through it because I played every single Assassin's Creed game at that point, right? And I, I realized that, you know what? What am I doing? If I'm not enjoying this game, I'm not enjoying it. So I don't know. I, it, this is just me. I think Watch Dogs Legion and AC Valhalla, I know a lot of people are excited for it. Uh, it's just for me, it's turned into... Or these Ubisoft games. And this is coming from a guy that loves Rainbow Six Siege. So I play Rainbow Six Siege quite a bit, right? But it's just these kinds of like open world games that they do that has just kind of turned me off at this point. That I'm like, okay, it's just going to be more of the same. Like, I'm, I'm okay. I've, story-wise, they haven't really hit the mark anymore in my opinion. But uh, let's see what happens. Of course, I should also bring up that November is also when the consoles are launching. So if you're buying Xbox Series X, a Series S, a PS5, a PS5 Digital Edition. Like, you know, congrats to you. <laughs> We're going to be joining in this amazing next-gen experience with SSDs and ray tracing and this and that and all those bells and whistles. And of course, with that, a bunch of games as well. So far, I think we only have, we have Dirt 5, which for racing people, I'm sure you will like it. For my for my taste, I probably won't play that game. Uh, but of course, we've got Spider-Man Miles Morales, hopefully launching on the same day. I, they haven't really confirmed that, but hopefully launching the same day as uh, PS5. And that's, I think, the main thing that a lot of people are looking for. We honestly don't know about any other or other of the PlayStation exclusives like Demon Souls or, you know, Gran Turismo or anything like that. I'm hoping that they do have other things ready to go with the PS5. Uh, but of course, they could also possibly not, right? I don't know what Sony's doing. Sony does what they want. They're kind of turning it to Nintendo at this point. Obviously, they're not. But like, they're also just doing their own thing at this point from what I can tell. Um, but I'm also excited to see what else is on November because, you know, you never know. You never know in October there might be like, oh, there's a, this game coming out in November. Maybe Xbox has something ready. Maybe uh, Nintendo, Nintendo doesn't. But maybe Sony has something else ready, you know. Um, of course, one of the big, biggest games of all time, Call of Duty Black Ops, Cold War, that's coming out. I know people will buy it. I'm going to buy it for sure because, again, like, uh, I love what they did with Modern Warfare last year. I, I, I like what they're doing this time. You know, no more season passes finally. Uh, Crossplay and everything like that. I, it's hard to say no to that, you know, like, so I'm pretty excited for what they can do with Black Ops Cold War. Uh, I'm ex- I always like the Black Ops story mode a lot more than Modern Warfare stuff. I know you can hate on me all you want, but that, that was just my opinion. I, I really like the Black Ops stuff. So obviously it kind of, I think after Black Ops 2, it kind of just turned, Black Ops 3 was not really good and Black Ops 4 I didn't even have a, uh, have a campaign. So I'm ho- I have really high hope for, for this one. Uh, of course, like I said, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, is coming and this I think will even my sister was talking to me and she's not a person that plays a lot of video games but she loved Breath of the Wild and even she's kind of excited about this so you know just by having that name and that attachment to Breath of the Wild that this is set 100 years before Breath of the Wild I can guarantee you this game is going to do really well I don't know about critically but sales wise it will definitely do well it's got a lot of people um, excited and I think the be- I, I think the biggest game let's be honest let's be honest the biggest game of the second half of 2020 Cyberpunk 2077. I think this is a game that 
people have been waiting for for so long and it's hard to think that it's two months away <laughs> you know it, in my brain i've just built this game up to this amazing masterpiece citizen king godfather level type of a thing and you know it's finally almost here um I know that it's only going to be available on PS4, Xbox One. It's going to be available on PS5 and Xbox Series X, but obviously not the upgraded uh, version. It'll just be, you know, backwards compatibility version or whatever it is. Um, so I'm probably going to play this on my PC just because obviously I want I, I want it with all the bells and whistles, you know, for a game that I've been waiting for so long. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, and of course, we go to December. So far, I think we just got that announcement to today with Ubisoft. There's that game called Gods and Monsters, which is also known as, or now known as Immortal Phoenix Rising. I think that's what it is. Uh, and it's basically same look as Breath of the Wild. It's literally Ubisoft doing what they did with Hyperscape and all these other things where they're like, oh, look, people really like that. Let's just copy it and just kind of add a little bit this and that to it. And there you go. It's a new game, guys. It's a new Ubisoft game. And that's literally what, what they're doing with Immortal Phoenix Rising. Obviously, I don't want to take away from, you know, everyone that worked on it and everything like that. This, this is, again, like this is just my opinion in terms of what, I see it, obviously a lot of uh, inspiration has been taken from Breath of the Wild in terms of the look and everything like that and also giving you the entire open world so you can go anywhere you want and uh, basically uh, kind of go through missions and stuff like that according to your own schedule and stuff like that right I think that's I think that's fine but you know like obviously I would want something a little bit more a little, a little bit different a little bit more you know something innovative or whatever but it does look pretty cool it looks interesting the gameplay looks fun uh, and yeah, like I'll see, I'm, I'm, I was surprised that this came out of Ubisoft and you know, nothing, nothing else. Like maybe a new Splinter Cell game, please, finally, you know, <laughs> or even a Rayman game. Like, come on, man. Um, and who knows? Cause I, I like just looking, when I was looking at the game for December, there's barely anything. And I don't know. I never understood. I get like Black Friday, November, like end of November, stuff like that. But December is obviously Christmas and stuff. Right. And I would always go like, why would you not want to release a game like right before Christmas? Because People would want to buy that game and, and then parents can buy that game for the kids for Christmas, right? I would I just never understood that. So I don't know, maybe there are games in the waiting from maybe from Sony, maybe Fashion and Clank is actually coming out in December rather than November, right? Maybe it's, uh, it's coming out, Demon's Souls might be coming out in December. Maybe Xbox has been holding off and stuff and saying that, hey, you know what? A new Perfect Dark game is coming out in December. So December is definitely very, very open and I can definitely see that filling up within a month or two. And that could be pretty exciting. Obviously, in this entire thing, I think Cyberpunk 2077 and Spider-Man Miles Morales and Demon's Souls, if that is true. If Demon's Souls is coming out, those are the three games that I am most, most excited for. Um, I can't wait for all these games. Uh, I won't lie, Spider-Man Miles Morales is definitely edging out a little bit just because I just love Spider-Man so much. I love what Insomniac did. So I'm just so excited to see what they can do, especially with it being on PS5 and stuff like that. Uh, but of course, like, let me know. Let me know what games you're excited for. Let me know what your thoughts on are, are on about the whole Nintendo thing, the whole Nintendo issue and the way they're releasing games. And if you have any worries similar to what I have. And of course, let me know, like in terms of if you want me to cover any topics, anything like that. All my social media links and everything will be in the description below. Uh, please like, subscribe, follow, all that stuff. And I will see you next week. Bye.